Hey, girlfriends, welcome back for episode five of Shameless Ambition, the podcast. I'm Lindsay Dalen. I'm Justine Eno. And we are here today to talk about my beautiful best friend, Justine. This whole episode is dedicated to getting to know the woman that I plan my life with, my wife, my ride or die, my home, my safe space, Justine Eno. And I'm so, so, so excited for this episode. Yeah, I'm in the hot seat today. (laughs) (laughs) Pressure's on, but I'm no one else I'd rather like do this with than you, so it's okay. Well, it's just going to be so nice to share with our listeners, you know, an intimate and personal look at just who you are. Yeah. We have all these big conversations about ambitious women and just what we hope and wish and dream for them and for us, but I think it's important for our audience to get to know you personally. And so... Yours is to come? It is to come, but this episode is all about Justine, and yesterday um, we did something very, very cool. We did. We have to speak about it before we dive in. Yeah, we do. Um, Yeah, I'll let you take the lead on it. Um, Well, we had just finished recording an episode of our podcast where we talked about... Yeah, exactly. Episode four, where we talked about attending a women in business luncheon and we were super excited for this luncheon but as soon as we stopped the recording we got a text message an sos from the chamber of commerce um the keynote speaker had just had her flight turned around and so she wasn't going to make it in time for this luncheon and we were invited to speak so with like 20 minutes notice we got dressed, we got ready, we got down there. Second and guess my outfit, for sure. <laughs> I thought it was awesome. It was so bad. Oh, but just going from like guest to speaking. It's, totally. Yeah, it's a different mind switch. We sure. had to just turn it on immediately. And we made our way down there. We rocked out to Scotty Doesn't we Know did. on yeah. the way, got ourselves pumped up. And like, you can check the, that reel out. Exactly. Available yeah. on Instagram. <laughs> We, within the hour, were on stage speaking in front of 200 yeah. women. Yeah. What a and rush. Like, <laughs> but, like, I, I was, we were recapping after in the car on the way back, and I was like, I was surprised. I mean, we have a level of nerves, right? You always do when you go to speak. Um, it means you care. But um, I thought I was going to be like this with the mic up there and just, like, visibly vibrating. Um, but to look out to that room, I'd seen so many recognizable faces from mm-hmm. the events that we've been to over the last couple of months. Um, but I felt so safe. Yeah, me too. It, it, it me was, too. it was okay. I knew that no matter if I stood there and was like, um, <laughs> and just, you know, like it was okay. Like it was a really, really, uh, great experience to have. And, uh, I can't thank the women that were there enough to like provide that safe. They space, were so, so gracious. And I mean, obviously everybody knew that we were doing this on a moment's notice. <laughs> and so everyone was so yeah. super supportive and, the feedback was phenomenal, but we had the opportunity for the first time together to speak on stage about women, about community, about ambition. You know, we've done a lot of presenting together in the last six months, but never on this topic. And to be thrown mm-hmm. right into it, and I mean, I don't know about you, but it felt so good to me. Yeah, it was great. Honestly, it was it was a really great feeling. <laughs> I don't know. Going home yesterday and then just like sitting there, I was like, Like, it was just a vibrational high of just how great the day went and how unexpected it was. Um, But so ironic, honestly, that we were talking about it. We were talking about um, leaning into uncomfortable situations in networking or making that first step or starting the conversation. And so we were just preaching that. And then we get off and it's like, okay, 
<laughs> can you do it? Exactly. Right? You know, and it was like, yeah, we can. It, we didn't even skip a beat, and I'm really totally. proud of us for that. It wasn't even like Lynn's came outside and she was like, hey, I hope you. I, I just threw you under the bus for that. Like, I hope you're okay. Oh. <laughs> that we're gonna. I'm like, oh yeah, like it's good. She knows me well enough that we can do it. But, um, yeah, like it, I'm so proud of us. Me as a team too. that we were both able to just be like no we're okay and confident in each other mm-hmm. that we knew we could pull it off together oh so. it was such a rush such a cool experience we yeah. honestly got up there and just exercised our own shameless ambition and just opened up and spoke from the heart and it was just man one of my favorite experiences for us yeah yet. yeah and Top I mean like for sure. it didn't even feel like the 25 30 minutes that it was oh like it, it flew by yeah I it thought we were by. only up there for like five minutes yeah so I thought we were gonna run out of things to say but we ran the clock out so well and I think that this is a perfect segue into my first question for you because you got up there yesterday so naturally so easily and I know you've talked about being a 4-H kid and how it prepared you for public speaking (laughs) but the thing that I think the crowd definitely felt the most from you was your authenticity and so how do you embrace your authenticity and what does that mean for you to be an authentic woman? Yeah so to speak to the first part of that when you're speaking in front of people to Mm -hmm. be authentic Um, Because you can tell if someone's not being authentic usually. Um, But it's hard. It's hard to stand in front of a crowd and um, be your authentic self because you want to be received well, obviously. Um, But I think that remembering when you're in that public speaking situation to always remember that every single person sitting out in front of you is giving you so much praise for even getting up on that stage. And they themselves are probably thinking like, oh my God, I would be so nervous. Or, you know, like going through those they're there with you and so they're not there to judge you they're literally and like um praising you for being up there and being so vulnerable with yourself so just remember that always and that they're going to receive you better if you're yourself that's it like that they love when people mess up or they make a ridiculous joke people relate to that oh i totally Um, agree like it just makes it feel so much more comfortable for everybody feels like a conversation yes um which is so much better um so but yeah to be your authentic self we've talked about this a little bit I think on episode one or two um but my answer to that is you have to know yourself you can't be your authentic self if you don't know yourself um so that process it takes time Mm -hmm. and I think we're always like evolving and finding out our new selves Mm -hmm. but um to really yeah be yourself be authentic you have to know who you are what you stand for your morals your ethics your goals your dreams um, where your stance is on the big issues and yeah. the little issues, you have to really stand solid in that and believe it so much that that's what you exude. And it totally. doesn't matter if you come across somebody else who has a different point of view or a different stance, um, you're still open to receive that and listen, but you're so authentically you and you know who you are that you can always stand right. in that. Um, it's a work in progress every day, uh-huh. right? And I, yeah. You know, we're never done growing. So I think that... Um, yeah, just being your authentic self. And I always, <laughs> uh, through my growth, obviously, <laughs> I was like, okay, I need to envision that someone's following me around with a video camera and going to like put it on MTV as a show. Oh, dude, me too. Because I have definitely had that thought. <coughs> I've advocated for it, actually. Yeah, well, because you think about how much different you would act. Yeah. Right? And we should just act like that. Mm-hmm. If, if that's how we would act, knowing a million people are going to watch us. That's how we should act knowing even just one person 
is watching us. Um, so I, I kind of, in my early 20s, I got into reality TV. Um, Who didn't? Well, no, but like, yeah, like the the really reality TV. Right. You know, like the, the dirty junkie stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the stuff that's like mindless, but so good to watch. Um, and yeah, I was like, what? how would I act differently? And then I would go into a situation and I'd be like, if a camera was here right now right. or, you know, whatever, it may, that's our fly on the wall. Yeah. yeah he hangs out He's with us. He's been in yeah. my office for a week, I swear. So. Um, he likes the podcast. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, I think that I would ask myself, like, what would you do? Would you do something differently? And I would always just try to act as I would if I was being watched. Right. And that over time just like morphed into, you know, my character of being like, no, you just do the right thing always, you know, right. no matter what. And really, um, my dad gave me a quote once. I was like 16 and I was going to miss curfew because I wanted to stay out and party. And mm-hmm. I was like, but dad, I want, you know, my friends. And he's like, Justine, sometimes the hard choice is the right choice. Aw. And that one stuck with me Great forever. Advice. Yeah. And yeah. so it's true though, is that sometimes the right decision isn't the easy one. It's the hard one to make. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if that's, you know, aligns with who your authentic self is, you have right. to make those, cho- those choices. So like in just the things that I know about you, you were raised with, you know, a strong moral code, great ethics, integrity. You're just a really beautiful person. You're just, you have the right recipe, but what would you say that your favorite quality about yourself is? Yeah. I mean, I think that I've done a lot of growth as a person. I don't think that I'm definitely not who I am now or I wasn't who I was. Yeah, when when I was 20 I I wasn't who I am now. Of course I was not. a very different person and I we definitely yeah, yeah, didn't have the same morals and ethics that I did. I've done a lot of growing. I've hurt a lot of people. That's made me grow and learn and never do those things again and, you know, so on and so forth. But through all of that, I guess I could say my favorite quality is my love and my vulnerability. Aww, I love so, that. yeah, I mean, it can be. I love that about you too. That's probably my Thanks. favorite quality about yeah. you too. Yeah. Um, I just really try to be as open as possible, mm-hmm. always, mm-hmm. no matter what that looks like. So I'm always open to share my story if that's a time, or, um, but also to like be that safe space for yeah. other people. I always, after I did my yoga training, I was like, okay, this is my lane. This is yeah. where I need to be. This is my personal philanthropy Mm -hmm. this is how I personally can just always give back and um with that came a safe space and I think that um lots of my relationships that I currently had and friendships and family grew a lot because I was able to provide them that safe space um but that comes with love and vulnerability so that totally comes with love and vulnerability and I think that there's just so many wonderful qualities about you to admire that I'm so thankful we're just sharing space right now with you and having this conversation but who is a woman that you admire and what do you admire about her yeah so (laughs) this is not a one woman answer (laughs) there's several yeah I'm sure that would be the same for all of us yeah Yeah. so I okay so at, at first I'm like who do I admire as a whole I admire really any person woman specifically who does have that vulnerability to put themselves out there I admire that because it's hard and Mm -hmm. it's naked like Mm -hmm. it's so naked it it is and it's like hi here I am you know Uh and um so any woman that can step into that doesn't even have to be comfortably stepping into that any woman that's just brave enough to step into that right I can admire um so that as a whole is just a statement Mm -hmm. but deeper into that um 
for like famous people who I admire. Um, I really, really admire Ellen Pompeo and Blake Lively. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. and I know you didn't know yeah, that. I, I was like going have through ever these expected today. That. Yeah. yeah. Um, and here's why. So okay. also I love Ellen Pompeo because mm-hmm. I love Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. So I fell in love with her character first actually what's her name dr meredith, meredith. Yes. Yeah. yeah so i fell in love with her character first but then obviously got to know um ellen as a person and just like are you friends with her no. do you know her no but no, no just like okay. through social no, media I <laughs> <laughs> like i wish i knew her so yeah that'd be great if anyone can hook me up with that i would appreciate that but um but her and blake lively both have such a strong moral code mm-hmm. and they stand it and they right. have big voices and right. they use them and that's something that I can really admire is someone, we don't all have um, the ability to publicly speak what we should or right. to use the our platform. voices. Yes, yes, thank you, that's the word. Yeah. Um, we don't. And uh, so many people have so many great things to say. And it's just really unfortunate that the people that do have the platforms don't always use it in the best way to um, better the world, essentially. So I can admire those women for right. especially some of the things that they do stand for, whether I agree with them or not, they're controversial and right. they stand in yes. them and they're proud to stand yeah. in them. And I can, again, admire anyone who mm-hmm. can be authentic and vulnerable and stand in that. Totally. Um, so that was like kind of as like a famous people who I would admire. But then of course I go a little bit deeper and I have some really wicked friendships. So of course there's you and I admire you for your dreams and your goals and your ambition for your shameless ambition. And I mean, shameless ambition, um, we're obviously doing the podcast together and I'm now a part of it, but shameless ambition was Lindsay's thought. This was her vibe. This, it came from her and that is exactly she, I admire her because she has, she is the definition of shameless ambition. So, um, I admire that of you. you. And then I, I have other friends, you know, and my sisters and just these, you know, women who teach me to surrender in motherhood and to be a better friend. Mm-hmm. It's just, I mean, it, it will go into another question later, I'm sure, but it leads to going to say that almost every woman in my community, I admire in well, some way or some That's form. literally what was running through my head just now was that you really do have this strong community of women in your life. And I've only gotten to meet a very small handful of them mm-hmm. so far. And so I can't wait for my first trip to the farm <laughs> and to meet all the friends yeah. and to just get to know some of these women in your community. And so like, how do you lean on your community? What does your community of women mean to you in your life? Yeah, so um, we've talked about this. We talked about this on episode four with mm-hmm. showing up for your girlfriends and ambitious women. It's hard. Um, since I moved away, I've never moved away from home. So this would be my first move away from home. Yeah. Um, and I'm now six hours away from home. So it's not even like a day drive down to visit, especially right. with kids and yeah. everything. So um, it's been really hard to maintain those friendships. Yeah. But through that, I have... Um, maintained my friends Mm -hmm. my my best friends um but we don't talk every day so our relationships have changed but there's something constant in these women and that's i call or i text or they call and text sometimes we miss it but if it's like an sos Mm -hmm. i need you to answer we always answer like we always show up for those big things and i know that um these women i know they're following me i know they're listening i know they're supporting i know that in my heart and i know that if i called them and i needed them they would all be on their way absolutely and like wasn't your sister at aspen's birth yeah yeah my sister was like my doula yeah (laughs) yeah she was and that's so um, special yeah that was a 
amazing bonding experience mm-hmm. for my sister and I, for sure. Um, but yeah, I have, I do have a wicked village of women that um, show up for me always. And um, even though we don't talk every day and we're not showing up for each other every day, and sometimes that hurts my heart and I know it hurts their hearts as well. Um, but uh, yeah, yay, closer. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that it's important to have that community of women. I, I don't know what I would do without each and every single one of them. Um, yeah. Well, it's just like, I'm, I love that about knowing you that you do have this community of women because like as much as I'm your safe space and I know you can lean on me and I lean on you, it's just like to know that you have other women is just like that much better. It's just so such an incredible feeling because we're stronger together and it just, we've all got each other's back. Well, and like I said yesterday on the podcast, it was, or no, yesterday, (laughs) sorry, when we recorded the other podcast on episode four. Our re-record. Yeah. Anyways, my mind's a little loopy today. It's been Um, a big week. But, uh, what did I say about community? We were talking about, oh no, I lost the thought. It just went. Oh, I don't know where you're going with that. Me either. Sorry. Okay. Maybe it'll come back. But yeah, no, we were (laughs) anyway, but yeah, just about, Oh yes, I got it. See, it came back. Um, not one person is your recipe. Yes. That's that's right. That's what I was going for. Sorry. Um, yeah. And so I don't think that, um, leaning on just one person is healthy for you or for them. I think that you need to have multiple people and that means, um, a a community and, um, and knowing and like having those girlfriends that also understand that they can't be your everything. No, exactly. (laughs) We have so many different uh, availabilities for girlfriends in our lives and roles to fill and just, you know, there, we all play a part in different ways. And I would love to touch on the fact that, you know, you just alluded to shameless ambition Mm -hmm. and, us doing the podcast together and you yeah. talked about like, yes, I dreamed it up, but like the future of shameless ambition is us. Of and course. I literally could not be more excited about the things that we're creating together yeah. and the conversations we're having. And I, I mean, adopted the I, <laughs> I know what I'm envisioning for the future yes. of this endeavor with you, but I would love for you to share your thoughts on the future of shameless ambition. Yeah. So, I mean, we've obviously talked about this a little, I had the pleasure and the wonderful opportunity to be a part of shameless, the conference, um, as I taught and, um, I probably planned half of this conference from your couch. Right. And like, yeah. And like down to the, you know, the swag bags and just being there for you that day. I just, and it didn't matter to me. I had no skin in the game. Honestly, I was just there because wicked friend. I was like, this is so, well, okay. I was like taking in, I was filling up my cup for sure. I was taking in the vibe and the energy and the mindsets. Um, but other than that, I was just there to support my best friend and to be her biggest cheerleader that day, that weekend. Um, but then we just like, yeah, all of the world domination plans and conversations (laughs) started happening and the podcast. And then we just knew we needed to do it together. We both felt in our hearts that was what we should do. So what do I see for shameless ambition in the future? It is infinite for sure. It's hard to cap that in to like, um, but Here's what I um, would like to see. So as I spoke to earlier about having a voice and having a platform and using that, I see um, the further that we go, the bigger of the platform hopefully that we can get. And we can use our voices to spread important messages, to grow our community, grow a giant 
ass community of women. Oh, all the girlfriends. Like, really. Huge community like of girlfriends. When, yeah. yeah. And um, having wonderful guests on here that have different point of views than us or just mm-hmm. different stories and can share their tools and their gifts and their successes and their failures. And um, I see just reaching so many people and I see inspiring people. Being on stage yesterday was a vibe in itself with you. So I'm like, give me more of that, please. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I just see doing so many of these things together that just center around inspiring so many women to like find their tribe and love them hard and then reach for the stars and shatter all the ceilings along the way. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in. You, you so, know, when you're on a rocket ship, you just go. <laughs> um, at the chamber luncheon that we were at yesterday, Ashley Collingbolt said something really cool um, that I, it just kind of popped into my head. So she was talking about women, um, specifically indigenous, but just anyone in, in general smashing through ceilings. And she said, make sure to clear the glass away for the, oh, for the person behind that. you. I loved that. And I was like, that. Oh. Yes. she's like, because there will be, you may be the first, but you won't be the last. So make sure to clear that way for the ones to follow. Totally. And that, that hit home, obviously, mm-hmm. just like the way she said that together. I was like, oh, that was on point. And yeah, so doing that, you know, just if there is a barrier that we break or we come across, like we will, we will make sure that path is as clear for Absolutely. anyone who would like to step through after, you know, and um, help them along the way. I, that's what I see. I see that yeah. too. I'm so. just so on board and it just is so, <laughs> dude, sometimes it's overwhelming how much I just love and appreciate having met you in my life because it's this level of energy and ambition is very rare. And so the fact that we've been able to combine our vibes and our energy and just our priorities and start to create cool stuff together is just, God, it's awesome. I'll use your favorite word. We have integrated our lives. Absolutely. We have so seamlessly. Whether it's like activities with the kids of being like, you drop, I drop, you pick up. Like, Totally. Your husband Absolutely. will pick up. Like, exactly. It doesn't Who's matter. Got the kids? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Somebody Someone's does. got the kids. One of us four. Has exactly. The kids, usually. So yeah. But um, it's been a beautiful integration of it our really lives has. and our dreams and our friends and our families. Um, it's been seamless, mm-hmm. honestly. And I mean, yeah. Aww. There's nothing else to say about that. Just well, seamless. I mean, in planning our our future together, um, there's bound to, there. Yesterday we were riding a high. For yeah. sure. Riding such a high. That was so awesome. There's going to be tough times, though, and I don't think that we're naive to that. Mm-hmm. And, you well, know. we both separately went through them in our own um, respects. Totally. So I think it would be like, we've, we've had the conversation of being like, okay, well, what if this happens? What yeah. if this, you know, we've kind of pre-talked them through and... Mm-hmm. We know. We know they'll happen. Well, so. I know. I feel like I know, but I would love for you to just share with our listeners, like, how are we going to handle failures and mistakes together? Like, they're just bound to happen. You yeah. know, how do you handle failure and mistakes? Like, we all we all come up against them. It happens to all of us. And as much as we can be yeah. climbing a mountain one day, we could be hitting the Rolling belly down the next hill. day. Exactly. So. In a swamp. Um. Yeah. So first thing is own it. Yeah, I, I mean, you got to own it. Yeah. So, and that's okay. If it's a public mistake, own it publicly. Mm-hmm. If it's just a small failure with yourself, own it. Like it, you have to own it. Mm-hmm. You have to really acknowledge it and unpack it. 
it, and it's gross to unpack stuff. None of us like to do it, whether no. it's from vacation or like childhood <laughs> drama. Like, unpacking in nobody, general no sucks. one likes unpacking. Yeah. So, um, but you do. You have to unpack it, and you have to really figure out why. And it's okay to. It's okay. Like I mean, everyone fails. Fail forward. Um, I think I actually like literally wrote down: no successful person has gotten their success without failing. Absolutely. There is yeah. like literally I would like to hear That's from a given. them. I would like to hear from them if there is one out there because it's I mean, you look at all of the big business people in the world, like it's huge, you know, they all in their books, they've all failed mm-hmm. multiple times, mm-hmm. you know, and um any keynote speech you listen to, they failed and hey fly. Um <laughs> so yeah, so I think that really like owning that failure. And then unpacking it, seeing why you failed, what can you do better? Is it like a complete shit idea that you're like, okay, no, like it's, that's why it failed. It's just a crappy, crappy idea. Or maybe it's just like you have to tweak something. Maybe it's, you know, just a little thing you have to fix to make it work. It doesn't, you just really have to go into it and fix it um, and dive into it. And yeah, like anything, fix it and then try again and try again and try again. And, you know, you look at, um, it's weird. I didn't even write this down, but you look at babies. So my baby is a year and a half right now and she's just learned to walk. Um, but if you just look at them, how many times when they're learning to walk, how many times they fall down on their bum and they get back up and then they get back down and then they get back up and then they get back down. Um, so it's in us. Like we do have the persistence. It's just, we lose it somewhere along the way. Right. Well, and there can be contributing factors sometimes such as just like other life stresses and it just exacerbates the situation and, you know, clouds your ability to think clearly. But like, you know, I think you nailed it with the own it like you really do just have to own it and sit with it and not be embarrassed like not to have the shame with failing like there's zero shame in it and if you reach out to that community um whichever person in that community you feel like you know maybe they can resonate or give you the advice um lean on them because Mm -hmm. they're gonna be like oh it's okay like maybe they went through it and they'll give you the simple fix or um a solution or a tool or whatever it is you have to lean in you have yeah own it lean into your community and just move forward Mm -hmm. like keep going it doesn't your failures don't make up who you are at all um it's just how you come back so yeah well, and I know that we're going to have our fair share of just, like, tough moments, tense moments. Like, we want to do some very big, cool things together. Yeah. And I'm just so grateful to know that we can give each other that grace in those moments and the understanding of we do all make mistakes and some things might not be a smash success right off the get-go. And Yeah, so <laughs> there's it's something between us. So it's I have it with my husband as well, obviously, but... Um, when we were like two or three years together, we sat down and we had a conversation with each other and basically said, no matter what, I'm never going to leave you. And, you know, we said that to each other and no matter what it is, no matter what you say to me, no matter what we go through, like we're in this together. And since then with my husband, I've always felt like this safeness of like, it's okay. We've got each other. And I feel that with you. So when we come across the failures and the you know, the struggles and the tension. And Mm -hmm. I know that even if the communication is hard, even if the conversation is hard, that we're ride or die. So we might need a day to, you know, unpack it, to sit with it, to take the emotion out of it. Um, But we have each other and there's no conversation that we can have together 
that would change our friendship. It would honestly just grow it. Um, we'd have to work through it, but we grow and um, it won't ever, you know, we just have that safe space. So um, that's nice to have. That's it's like my, a nice safety net. That's <laughs> my hope for all women. Yeah. That every single woman on this face of this planet finds at least one, even if it's just one, but one woman that is your safe space that you can just have any and all kinds of conversations with yeah. and just be your totally vulnerable, true, natural, authentic human self because like we're all just human. Yeah. Trying to just enjoy our lives and live our lives and, you know, be the best versions of ourselves. We Which, think about like having oh, a best friend, sorry. When that's you, okay. you know, but what I just thought popped into my head. But when you have a best friend when you're like a kid in your teenage years and you're like, they come over and you like lay in your bed together and eat chips and like <laughs> talk about boys or whatever yeah. and like read magazines or watch a movie or something. I'm like, oh yeah. Let's I get make that sure, back. Make sure you have, I know yeah. we could do that. We don't, yeah. we should do that more often. Um, TGI Fridays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like think about how safe that friendship was. That you didn't even yeah. have to show up. You didn't have to put your, like, social meter on. No social yeah. battery. It was just, like, let's just hang out in bed together. Totally. Eat some so food. So chill. <laughs> and so comfortable. Yeah. And sorry. That just popped into my head. But no, I love on. that. That's yeah. just such a great analogy for just being safe with your girlfriends. Yeah. And, but what I would love to know is you have a beautiful family, you're a mom of two beautiful daughters, and you have a wonderful marriage. I love your husband so much, and you two as a couple are just, like, my favorite. Thank you. But other than, you know, the obvious of motherhood and marriage in your life, what's something that you are most proud of? Yeah, so this one stumped me a little. I was like, oh, well, motherhood and marriage. That, that's what I know. I knew you were going to say <laughs> oh, that. So. Stumped me. Yeah. Uh, I told you, hot seat. No, um, actually, so I, I thought about it a bit, but I think it's my growth. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great um, one. Yeah, and it's not that I was like a super crappy person or anything. I just had a lot of growing to do, mm-hmm. um, and that's okay. Um, so I started my yoga journey in 2017. 2017, yes, is when, no, sorry, yeah, 2017. is and when it was I, after you had Aria, right? Yeah, yes. Aria was yes. two, yeah. yeah. Um, and so that's when I started my yoga journey, and it it changed my life. It, I grew, I'm still me, obviously, but I grew into a completely different person. Um, the mindfulness, the gratefulness, um, the way I look at situations, the way I handle my own emotions, the way I show up for my friends and my family, it just, it really changed my life. And that's not a plug for yoga. I mean, it, anything can help you find yourself. It was just yoga that helped me find myself. Um, it helped me slow down a little yeah. to go inward, to <laughs> unpack some of those boxes. And um, it honestly gave me my most effective tools that I have in my toolbox that I carry. I imaginary with me that we day. could have experienced each other in high school. I well, actually, wait, like I'm five years <laughs> older than you, so yeah. <laughs> I forget about that sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe when we were in high school, I that would have been a big um, gap at that time. But it, uh, you know how you get older, it just, like, doesn't really matter how old people are? No. Like, I have best girlfriends that are, you know, almost 60, and I have great girlfriends that are, like, 25. And you almost you know? forget. Yeah. Like, you just, yeah. wait, how old are you turning again? Like, exactly. you just, like, oh, we're all It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think that's actually, um, I know we say we really shouldn't have regrets, but if I could go and redo um, school, I guess, in general, or just growing up, I would 
value my friendships with females a lot more. Aww, and I just, yeah. I, you know, I just, it's okay. There's no, I, you don't, we don't need to get into that, but I just didn't back then. I didn't know, um, how important those female friends would be for the rest of my life. I had my priorities in other places. And so I didn't invest. I didn't show my best authentic self. I, you know, I wasn't the best friend that I could be. And, um, thankfully, honestly, one of my, well, she's my longest friend, Mallory. She, uh, she's seen me through the ugly times and she still was my friend through the whole time. And, um, you two have a beautiful friendship. Mallory yeah. is one of the few girlfriends of yours that I have met and she is fabulous. Yeah. So yeah. she, she's grown, she's grown with me. Um, she's always been a phenomenal friend. That's something I've always really admired about her is how she shows up for her girlfriend. Mm -hmm. She's very similar to you. She's a, like, wow along with said a really bad swear word <laughs> she is a really rock solid um friend and so I've actually really um emulated a lot of how she shows up for her friends and right. how I do now I've looked up to her a lot in Aww. how she is a friend um but yeah and obviously I now have great girlfriends that I've met and they got to see me for my authentic self originally and we didn't have to go through the crappy Justine part, but that's okay. Everybody um, has a crappy we do. self part. We totally Everybody do. Does. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that is like, so now when I have daughters though, I'm like, that's something I'm so like driving home with them is just being like your friends, your girlfriends got you. You have your girlfriends, like you invest in those kiddos. Like those right. are important. And just cause I didn't know. And, yeah. um, yeah, I think knowledge is power. Right. So, um, go women. So, well, and you're just, recognizing and acknowledging the growth that you have done yeah you know like it's that's the whole point of life as we all grow and we all go through things at a different pace and we have different environments and conditioning and influences and I just think that there's something so special and powerful in everybody's unique story of growth yeah. right 100 so. I think I've said this already on the podcast but the quote that goes you know if you're not looking back at your past self and think ick at some point are you really growing right. and it's so true right so yeah. it's okay and I can take my lessons and make sure my daughters don't make those same ick mistakes and they'll uh -huh. make their own <laughs> and uh yeah that's okay but yeah so um um, okay, so I'm going to lead into another question that I just like always love to ask people and I haven't ever asked it on the podcast Ooh. yet, but it's just one that always fascinates me and it's a popular question that people ask, but okay. if you could have dinner with anybody living or dead, who would that be and why? Yeah, I struggle answering this one. It's so hard because <laughs> obviously like I would love to have like a dinner with like one of my grandparents that have passed just to like yeah. sit with them and be right. with them. But in the sense of like, who would I love to sit and have dinner with to like pick their brain mm -hmm. and to understand and to grow from it's Brene Brown. Oh yeah. Great. So one. I was sitting thinking yeah. about this to myself when I was, you know, knew you were good. You prepared me cause that's nice. <laughs> we do that with our guests. We give them a little bit of preparation sometimes. But, um, so I was, you know, walking around thinking, I'm like, what, who, 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 Justine, mm -hmm. who? And she just kept popping into my brain. Yeah. And I'm like, why? Right. So then I asked myself, like, why, why is mm -hmm. she constantly popping into my brain? And I think she's absolutely hilarious, actually. She like, is I mean, hilarious. Have you ever watched her Netflix special? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I up. think she's just like hilarious. And I yeah. think, um, she's really authentic. She's probably... 
I've never seen her in person, but just, you know, through her TED Talks, YouTube, all the things, mm-hmm. I feel like you can feel her authenticity. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a very authentic person, and she talks about so many of my favorite things, vulnerability and shame mm-hmm. and all these, like, things that look so negative to people and they're viewed as such negative emotions or things and she really reframes them and she's just a wicked woman and I would love to just sit with her and just be like okay you can talk and I'll just sit <laughs> I'll like, just listen yeah, I'll just sit what's your favorite color yeah anything like, there's I mean, gotta be meaning behind that yeah and I mean like I think that she has a lot of marriage advice right that I, she has and, wicked yeah. marriage advice and um she has a really long lasting marriage and mm-hmm. I think that anyone can learn how to be a better partner so I would really like love to just dive into her whole brain mm-hmm. honestly and maybe just like have a therapy session <laughs> no just kidding be like oh is there a couch I can lay on or yeah no but no she's amazing so I would yeah that's who it would be that's awesome yeah um I just have to share that I would choose pink hands down hands oh, down yeah, you would. like me and pink she is like a part of my growth like I have been just learning from that woman since I was like 13 years old and she's just, she blows my mind. Would you so. sing with her? Absolutely. Yeah, you would. <laughs> Absolutely. In a heartbeat. Oh, I have sang her tunes at the top of my lungs with so many people. Most notably, my best friend's dad. Shout out to AFB. We used to, <laughs> <laughs> on a Saturday night in Golden, we'd sing fucking perfect at the top of our lungs. I love that. So, yeah, yeah special so memories. Um, she's good. She's great. She's incredible. And again, right. like, but she is a woman yeah. who is like so strong and ambitious and stands for what she believes in. Like, I love everything about yes, her. Yes. Like, like, she's so authentically real. And mm-hmm. again, we go back to those women who like know who they are, they know what they believe in. And they know what they stand for and they have no shame in standing in those shoes. Exactly. Yeah. Um, before I get to my end question, because yeah. we might spend a little bit of time on it, on the topic of strong women, I would love for you to share your perspective on Ashley Calling Bull yesterday. And here's why. Because Ashley Calling Bull is from the province that we live in. Yeah. She is an indigenous woman a proud indigenous woman which I know you are as well and her story was wildly impactful like holy man did she ever rock me to my core and I would just love your thoughts on on her yesterday yeah I mean I was blown away yeah so I have known of her um for a while obviously but I didn't ever know um really her story Mm um and to hear it I I mean, you have to. If you ever have an opportunity to go see her speak at any event, I highly, highly recommend it. I feel like we need to create it. an event to bring her back. <laughs> yeah. Um, so first off, she walks in and I'm like, who is this goddess? What a smoke show. Holy man. Like, I mean, like to say, Dressed she's, in a, all black she's, too. A, she's a like, beauty queen, which she is. Yeah. It, it's an understatement. Exactly. Like, yeah. I was blown away. Like, instant girl crush. So that's, I mean, she... Yeah, she takes your breath away just by her coming in. Like, she has such an amazing presence. Um, She spoke so well. But the way she spoke about um, the Indigenous culture, it it had so many feels. I don't know. I was choking back tears. Um, I just like parts of her story and um, the struggles that she has went through and how it's so hard. Like it's, yeah. it's really hard, especially for women and then women of color, you get into like, you get deeper into the layers and 
the harder it can get. And <clears throat> I've been grateful enough um, that I am indigenous, but I grew up with privilege. Mm -hmm. So I did not grow up on a reserve. I grew up on a regular farm. I went to a um, mostly white dominated school. I, I didn't even, you know, really understand a lot about my heritage until I got older. Right. And now that I have, and I've done the research and really uh, started to love and appreciate my culture, I am just to see her speak, to know her struggles she's went through and the fight that she fights for Indigenous women every day and children blows my mind. Um, what she, a beautiful representative of yeah, the Indigenous community. Like, it just, I was so floored to see her. And, like, we talked about what she had said about shattering ceilings and clearing the glass away. Yeah. And this woman has shattered so many. She was so many. the first Indigenous Miss Canada, the first Miss Universe mm -hmm. Indigenous woman. She's the first Indigenous woman on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Like, the list just goes on oh, and just on. Booking of deals her, after yeah, deals. She's like doing an projects actress after projects. And Sportsnet. Like, all these things. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. And it just, like, also has a double bachelor in science and communications. Like what? Yeah. Just like, and brilliant. she's just never stopped. And Lynn said something on the way home. She's like, Oh my God, I needed to hear her speak today I did. because I need to know that my ambitions never have to stop just because you have achieved one goal. Okay. What's the next one? Mm -hmm. And why not? You know, and Ashley, um, this is all credit to her, but she said this so many times is she's like, why not? Absolutely. Why not? Yeah. Why not? You know? And, she, you know, and this is where she, oh, I deserve magical. to stand, you know, so. It was so magical. It was. And I was so grateful to be there in that room with you and to have that experience with you because I have really learned a lot about Indigenous culture through you and your husband over the last year, especially, and working with the business and being able to meet with women in Indigenous communities. And I just have to say that thank you to all of the Indigenous communities and especially women that speak up and share your stories so that you know we can learn and we can unlearn and we can yeah. you know acknowledge and move forward with making a better future and yeah. making sure that um our indigenous people are supported so yeah we almost need to like go back to like a child like mind when it comes to like race Right. And that's Absolutely. what I always say. I'm what like, a great way know, to say that. Yeah. yeah. Because you look at it like a, you know, a three-year-old or a four-year-old and they're like walking to daycare or whatever it is. And they see all their friends. That's mm -hmm. all they see. They don't see, you know, um, a kid that's this color and this color, you know, they don't see that. They're yeah. like, Oh friends. Hi right. Jimmy. Like, yeah. you know, it's, that's what it is. And exactly. so I say we need to go back to that innocence of like, just like, no, let me, let me see your soul. Absolutely. Can I see your soul? And then I'll decide. <laughs> yeah. Although I have a quick story to share that was like a really teachable moment with my daughter the other day. And, you know, like, as far as I knew, she never really saw color. And it, she brought up a situation where it was very clear that she did see color. Yeah. And so she was telling me, uh, she was on the bus ride home and she said, Hey mom, there was this really kind girl, this really kind girl. She was giving out cookies. She was a black girl and she was sharing them with everybody. And it was so nice. And like, it was the best part of my day. And I was like, Oh, Maisie, that's wonderful. You know, like that's so nice that that girl was on the bus sharing cookies. But I just want you to know that like, it doesn't really matter that she was black. Yeah. So like, you don't really need to like... That, that it, exactly it's irrelevant like it's she's just a girl who's sharing cookies and 
the look on my daughter's face as this registered mm-hmm. in her little eight-year-old brain was just so beautiful. She was just like, oh, okay. And it just, I saw it click. Yeah. And so I just think that it really is up to us to help shape the future of everybody just being able to exist and live yeah. and people are people and everybody matters and you know well it's, it really does like it doesn't if it doesn't affect you like just leave it alone exactly like, that's it. not your cookie um but it that's right. <laughs> it yeah. goes it goes back to though like honestly of unbreaking the cycles yes and so no matter what you're talking about um our parents learned from their parents who learned mm-hmm. from their parents and it wasn't right like you know we're all evolving as people um, it doesn't mean that they were at fault. They just were given the best they knew, right? And mm-hmm. so that's all we were given. And we just need to keep learning and keep breaking down all the barriers in the cycles so that eventually, hopefully, one of our generations down the line just gets it right. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> just gets it right. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But I mean, we can all, that's a goal we can all work towards, right? I mean, will it ever happen? I don't know. But Well, I mean, world peace. Uh, might be a little farther away than one of our future goals that we share together, and that is... I just see miscongeniality every time when someone's <laughs> like, world peace. World peace, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but one of our goals is to compete on the challenge. Yeah. We have only briefly touched on our mutual love I of think the we're going to do, like, a challenge podcast. We'll do eventually do a full challenge podcast, yeah. but... This is such an integral part of our friendship and our connection because I have been a challenge fan since day one. Mm-hmm. So have you, but neither of since us... Since road rules. Since road rules, exactly. Yeah. Neither of us have ever encountered a friend that loved this series as much as we do. That like, I really truly feel like I've grown up with all of the cast. And, oh yeah. And like they're friends of mine. I know them personally. <laughs> and if I ever saw them out, I'd be like... Hey Wes, what's up? Hey Tori. Hey, 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 hey. Like, oh, hey, yeah. oh God, I probably just stand there being like, <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. It's girl. it really is like the best reality show of it's so all good. reality shows. So and and it's funny though because now they're doing like challenge all stars and they have like the Big Brother, the Survivor people right. on there, and I'm like, yeah. but that's what the challenge is. Mm-hmm. Like, if you go back to the original challenge days, it's like Survivor Big Brother and all put into one with drinking and, like, some drama. In the earlier ones. I mean, as they've aged, the drama has definitely died down <laughs> and they don't all sleep with each other anymore. But if you go back to, like, the earlier seasons, it's, oh, it's good. It's so good. But honestly, you know, as we've kind of grown up with them and we see them go on season after season and the challenges that they do are just wild. They're nuts. They are nuts. You will never yeah. see any crazier challenges no. on any show out there. Like, no. it's insane. And the host of the TV show, TJ Lavin. Oh, man. Hashtag hall pass. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, Justine, what does TJ hate? Quitters. Quitters. We don't quit. TJ hates quitters. Yeah. And so, I mean, I feel like one of our goals is that we need to advocate for them to do, for MTV to do a champs versus fans yeah. season like bring us on mtv yeah. we are ready We're to here. compete we are here and you know like this is just conversation one like yeah. i'm prepared we'll keep pitching you. It's for okay. the long haul exactly we'll send you this as well <laughs> it, we've talked about like creating our tryout video yeah like and, an audition an audition and our husbands are like okay so you're gonna go stand outside on a log in the backyard all night in minus 20 and we're gonna come throw water on you <laughs> we're like <laughs> huh what are you talking about? 
If that's what you need, yeah. MTV, we'll do and then, it. And then you can eat right. the cricket. Exactly. Yeah. I actually had this big jar over the summer of uh, like June bugs <laughs> that I had collected <laughs> off my deck. There was this couple weeks where there was just like June bugs everywhere. And like, instead of sweeping them up, I just kind of put them in this jar and they just hung out there. And <laughs> Mike comes inside. He's like, all right, honey, it's time for you and Justine to face the challenge. You each got to eat a handful of these June bugs. And to be honest, I actually thought about it for a few minutes, but we didn't do Thank it. Thank gosh I wasn't here. But if, <laughs> if we can make this happen, what do you think that TJ should know about you mm. before you go on the challenge? Oh, we all have our strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, so I think that um, my weakness is also a strength for a TV show. But so I feel like going in with the mentality, like TJ literally says the worst goodbyes to people who quit. <laughs> if, Hate to see you, or yeah. love to see you go, hope to see you never. Yeah, like I'll see you never. Yeah. Like it's like, oh, dang, like you're never coming back. Yeah. So knowing that, I like would never quit. I wouldn't. I would, I would just push myself through any situation, even to like the point of my body quitting. Cause he doesn't hate it when your body quits. Cause he like gives you a pat on the back. Right. Good game, bro. Yeah. You know? that happens. So, yeah. So I would push my body to the point of that point if you know, whatever. Um, secondly, lots of grit and resilience. So that's like my good qualities. And then my negative quality, which actually, actually is a great quality for your show is my emotion. <laughs> like so okay. emotional. I'll cry a lot probably, but not like at people, but just like I, I cry a lot. And so if you were to compare your emotions oh, no. to one of the other characters on the show, who do you think you'd be most like? Probably Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I'd go that far for you, but like, I mean. Put I, me in a house isolated with people for like a month? Oh, <laughs> man. I mean, maybe you guys would be sweet girlfriends for sure. <laughs> no, I'm like, but I was trying to think because I'm like, Amanda is like pretty like rough and tough. Yeah. And Tori doesn't cry very often. No. And that's because Tori Maybe Nani. Is like, Nani's oh, like Oh, you soft. know what? Nani's, yeah, that's perfect. And Nani's that's with Casey perfect who's analogy. also like my biggest woman crush of all yeah, time. So Nani. Casey. Yeah, no, Nani, Nani is the, Nani yeah. is the perfect comparison. Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah, Nailed with it. maybe like if I drink too much, then I go to the Ashley side. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, Nani. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, these are the big dream conversations that we have on a daily basis. Yeah, but I mean, oh, it will happen. It, it will happen. happen. We just have to keep manifesting it and thinking about it. And well, hey, Ashley Collingbull, you know, was on Amazing Race. She was on the Amazing Race. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Hooking them in. <laughs> exactly. We're just laying the trap line, yeah. guys. That's it'll, all it is. It'll happen yeah. one day, and then all of a sudden, you guys won't hear from us for like 30 days or something. If, and then, well, if we make it to the end, it'll probably be more like two months. Yeah, we'll just be yeah. ghosted. You'll be like, where'd they go? And exactly. then we'll come and be like, hey. We'll be able to have like, I don't know, like weekly FaceTimes with our family. I don't know how that works, like how often they get to talk to their families. But yeah. like, oh man, that would be hard. Yeah. For sure, that would be hard. Well, that's what I mean. Like you put that and then my emotions together. Oof. Well, I feel like as long as we were there together, we yeah. could, you know, manage. For sure. You know, we can make up the 80-20 on either side. <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> and I mean, like, that's like, it's such a vulnerable show too. Like yeah. getting voted in, it's like, you know, last picked on the team vibes right like when you get voted in by a group of peers it's 
Yeah, I feel like I've watched so many seasons of the show that, like... Take it as a compliment. Well, exactly. Take it as a compliment, or it's just like, all right, time to prove yourself. Like, get in there, kick some ass. started beef the night before. Yeah. (laughs) Being dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. I'm going to go in every week. No, just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. No, but I honestly, I watch the challenge, and they look so hard. It's I'm not naive to be like, oh, that looks easy. I could do that. But I'm like, oh, I want to try That's the point, though. That's the point, is to just push yourself to those like mental and physical and just spiritual emotional limits is just I don't know why that seems wildly attractive to me yeah it sounds like a really great a really great time yeah exactly like this podcast has been a really great time and I know that since you know we already had this large conversation about you and who you are and just the audience has had a chance to really get to know Justine from a personal space. Yeah. We love to close out the podcast with a quote. So Mm -hmm. what do you have for us today? Okay. So let me pull out my uh, Bible of quotes. Oh, wow. I haven't seen that thing before. Yeah. It's a giant Bible of all the quotes that I usually use in yoga. Nice one. Yeah. You like cut and pasted these? I did. Oh yeah. There's just like pages and pages of quotes Love it. um so this one when I had found it there was no author so I just like to acknowledge the unknown author because this is one of my favorite quotes and unfortunately I cannot give them the credit um if someone does um recognize this quote and knows who wrote it originally please let me know because I would love to give them the credit that they deserve okay so your body is the only house that you will ever truly own Maybe it has got some broken windows and there may be tear stains on the floor. Maybe you lock the things that you wish you were or weren't behind its many of doors. But there is a wisdom on its bookshelves and a laugh to light the rooms. There is a vase upon the table where the love you have grown all blooms. Dreams sit on the mantelpiece next to kindness and your trust. Where you use them all so often, they have no time to collect any dust. So please do not look at those mansions with envy in your eye. There is more that makes a home than its appearance or its size. Your body is your shelter, so you deserve to love it all. Do not let the world stand around outside and tell you how or what color to paint your walls. How lucky that you have somewhere to protect you from the night. And if there are cracks left from the past, well then, they'll just let in more light. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> yes. You're just such a beautiful person, right. and I love you so much. And thank I you for you just sharing so openly. And it's just like, I'm so grateful that this has always been the way our conversations go. They just have always been so easy. And I love that so much about you. So thank you for sharing that. With yeah. Oh, it's today. my pleasure. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. Thanks for always being curious. I hope you learned something about me. <laughs> I learned tons about you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks always for listening, for tuning in, for being here and for being a safe space for me. And Forever. I'll never take you for granted. Me so. neither. Yeah. Aw. Have the best day, girlfriend. Happy Friday. Bye.